Ladies and gentlemen, coming soon, a podcast you've all been waiting for. The Movie Podcast to End All Movie Podcasts. A podcast that discusses and critiques the best of the best and the worst of the worst movies playing at a theater near you. With a host whose opinions have been deemed as fact by your favorite fact checkers. And that's a fact. Without further ado, let me introduce you to the movie maestro, the tyrant of theater, the gumshoe of review, the man that makes theater employees and Hollywood execs shiver by his mere presence. Ladies and gentlemen, the judge, the jury, the sultan of cinema, Justin Hansen. Welcome to the Movie Wire. Welcome to this very special episode of The Movie Wire. I am your host, Justin Henson, and I have just gotten out of the movie, The Batman. Highly anticipated, Robert Pattinson, Matt Reeves, Batman movie. And I'm going to give you my thoughts here in a second, but before we do that, check it out. The Riddler is asking for you. The killer left this for the Batman. Why is he writing to you? Riddler's latest. It's all about the Waynes. If we don't stand up, no one will. You got a lot of cats. Never think about strikes. The bat and the cat. It's got a nice ring. You a new friend of yours? I'm not so sure. I'm just here to unmask the truth about this cesspool we call a city. You're part of this too. How am I part of this? Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. Bruce Way. All these years, you lied to me, Alfred. We all have our scars, Bruce. You're still away. He's involved in this? No, he's not involved. How do you know? He's up in Delaney. Who are you under there? What are you hiding? Selena, don't throw your life away. Don't worry, honey. I got nine of them. It can be cruel, poetic, or blind. But when it's denied, it's your violence you may find. Justice. The answer's justice. Come on, vengeance. Let's get into some trouble. All right, that was the Batman. Now, before I get into it, let me just say we have come a long way in Batman movies. I mean, we started in the 90s with the controversy of the Joel Schumacher bat nipples. We've had Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher, Christopher Nolan, and now Matt Reeves takes the helm. The one thing I will say on the evolution of the Batman films is that this studio learns from its mistakes. Tim Burton had a great vision. Joel Schumacher had an an okay film with a good cast that was set for box office success and we won't talk about batman and robin to be fair every director has their own vision 
And let's be honest, I think we are all guilty of revisiting Batman and Robin one or more times. It is in no way a good film by any means, but sometimes you just need something so stupid and dumb to turn your brain off. I will admit and watch Batman and Robin more than I care to admit. I've turned it on mostly for something to fall asleep to that won't keep me up at night watching. Batman and Robin is like the dude where's my car of Batman movies. You know what? I give you permission to watch it. It's fine. It's stupid. I think that's the one thing that the Batman community can agree on. The movie's awful. It's okay to have a favorite Batman movie, and we will debate up and down for days to come. It will never go away. We will debate the Batman movies more than we will on current politics. With that said, this is my take on the Batman. You've had four primary directors with different directions, and depending on your love and how you read into the character of Batman will be up to you. I will say this. I give credit to the studio. They took a risk. They listened to fans. They took recent previous successes like Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, and the most recent Joker. The box office results they listened to, the reviews, both audiences and critics they listened to, they have shown that this is what audience want. The studio took a risk on this in numerous ways. First and foremost, the director, Matt Reeves, which you might know from the recent Planet of the Apes trilogy, Cloverfield. He's come a long way since one of his first films, A Paul Bearer with David Swimmer and Gwyneth Paltrow. Also, renegade pick of cast, such as Robert Pattinson as Batman, Colin Farrell as the unrecognizable Penguin, and Paul Dane as the Riddler. I have to admit... I will be completely honest on my reviews. I tend to have to. When I first saw the cast, it turned me off. But sometimes understand that the craziest casting has to be some of the best. There's a rhyme and reason for everything. Also, the runtime was probably one of the biggest gambles for the studio. The, it is the longest runtime for a Batman movie. The Batman runs just barely under three hours. This also made me question the decisions, but... You know what? It's a bad news bear scenario. So they, those of you that tuned into my first episode, again, I wasn't a huge fan of the preview. I wasn't a huge fan of the casting. And looking at three hours almost made me dread going. I went to the, I went to the screening, and I, and I was uncertain, but I kept an open mind. I was rooting for this film to be good. Nobody wants a bad Batman film. I think we're all in agreement on that. But with everything going against it in my mind, I was scared I was going to sit through another Batman and Robin for three hours. That was my dread. I am pleasantly surprised to announce to fans of the Batman films and in Batman in general that this film, in fact, does not suck. On the contrary, it stands as one of the best, in my opinion, of the franchise, but is not without its minor fault. The movie stars Robert Pattinson as Batman, two years on the job with the Riddler, Paul Dane. The Riddler begins murdering the high society, high privileged, and just people in power. Batman teams up with Commissioner Gordon, played by the brilliant Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, to investigate the corruption of Gotham City and discover what kind of hero he is meant to be. The film kicks us off in a noir-style opening with the world's greatest detective, Batman, narrating which is a refreshing start that gives something new for the audience to witness that they haven't seen from a Batman film. The film surrounds the beginning with thoughts of fear of those that commit the crimes and those in power take Batman as a walking joke. This is going to add very good conflict for what's to come for Batman. The film uses music, surroundings, and vulnerability of low-tech very cleverly. 
Knowing that Batman doesn't have the tech he does in other films, he has to use his detective skills to help solve the case. This plays well in scenes with Commissioner Gordon. The movie never really focuses on the wealth of Bruce Wayne, but his commitment to vengeance, which does leave a soft point for the development of the Bruce Wayne character. The movie's atmosphere does add something different, and it adds to the noir feel the first half of the film and support not necessarily Bruce Wayne's character, but Batman's character development in an eye-pleasing way. The pacing of the film will stand out is absolutely spot on without filling the screen with a lot of visual superhero garbage. The music helps support not just the atmosphere, but mostly each of the main characters. The first thing the audience will notice is the use of two main music themes, Ave Maria by Sherbert from Lady of the Lake and Shopkins Sonata Number no. 2. I can deep dive in these two songs and throughout the movie on the symbolism of it, but I don't want to spoil anything and I don't want to bore you. But the music is an absolute standout and is almost a puzzle in itself. And I'm sure by the end of the movie, you can piece it together. The music alone asks the question of what the characters are vengeance and who are heroes. This movie is a fine line between a superhero movie and a man that is discovering who he is while he has the suit on. The movie's focus on Batman's brain versus brute is a very balanced and paced out rhythm. Matt Reeves also helped write the script along with Peter Craig, which you may know from Bad Boys for Life, The Hunger Games, Mockingjay 1 and 2. It was also written by Bill Finger from Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, and Joker. All the writers do a fantastic job of the balance and trying to please fans from all across the spectrum. By the third act, it tends to lean towards those who want more action from their version of Batman, but it still doesn't go overboard on what the film actually is. The Riddler, played by Paul Dane, adds to the tone of the noir style by adding a version of the character that we have never seen. It is absolutely the opposite of any version that we've seen. Dane's version of the Riddler is a very sick, demented, and sometimes scary on screen to watch. It reminds us of Jigsaw from the Saw franchise. The character as a whole is very convincing and a fulfilling villain in this movie. It fits perfectly with the noir style the filmmakers are shooting for. But now it wouldn't be a Batman review without the review of the actor playing the Bat himself, Robert Pattinson. How does he stack up? Well, again, this opinion on Batman could end families, relationships, and end any listener to this show. But Pattinson absolutely deserves to be on screen as Batman. He plays Batman in a believable way. The man has come a long way from Twilight. He doesn't overdo it, and he recognizes the struggle of who Batman is. When it comes to Bruce Wayne... I'm going to treat this as two different characters because they are two different characters. I wanted more out of the Bruce Wayne character being a three-hour movie, and that's not necessarily Robert Pattinson's fault because they could have created a little bit more screen time for Bruce Wayne. The movie spends less time on who Bruce Wayne is, along with his normal life, than the Batman himself. When Pattinson plays Bruce, he is very awkward, but to point where it seems too awkward. I wanted to see how he became the world's greatest detective that I think is the biggest miss from this character. It's hard to adjust from seeing a blockbuster Batman movies to this version of it, where you want to see the origin of Bruce Wayne, which is almost, we've seen origins for Batman all the time. This one has a new spin on it. I'd love to see how Batman became the greatest detective, which is one of the minor downfalls to this. Hopefully this movie has sequels where we can deep dive into Bruce Wayne's more past Reeves' version of it. The film acts as a puzzle to the audience as well and challenges the audience to ask the question, what is right, what is wrong, 
what is justice, and what is vengeance. It challenges the characters to convince the audience of who is right and who is wrong. This is a movie that doesn't insult the fans. It doesn't insult the audience. It makes you for the entire three hours think. And that is unlike any Batman movie that we've seen on screen. Some people want to go into a Batman movie and just have pure action. I guarantee you they challenge the mind in this movie where you will be entertained and it will get you thinking during the entire movie. This is not a superhero movie. It's a it's a hero movie of an iconic character that shows brains and values is what makes our choices heroic. And I can just say the bat suit in just to add on, the bat suit in this is at top form as well. It's one of my favorite bat suits after you see it in action, as well as the basic Batmobile. This movie proves you don't have to go big to be a great Batman movie. You have to have a good story. This movie deserves three and a half stars. It's not the best superhero movie out there, but it's pretty damn close. I recommend everybody go see it. It's best seen probably during the day where you have time to just spend three hours and just watch this amazing picture. It is rare that we will have a a three-hour hero movie that's not preloaded with special effects and brain-damaging, mind-numbing, pointless pieces of crap. So three and a half stars. Go see the Batman. It took me by surprise, uh, and I think it'll take you by surprise. This movie totally reminded me uh, the first time I saw Mask of the Phantasm, which is one of the better Batman movies out there, in my opinion, too. It focuses a lot on the gangster uh life, the conspiracy, and not too much on the cartoonish villains. So go check it out. This movie would definitely be praised as one of the better Batman movies, in my opinion. You won't be disappointed. But make sure you tell me your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Movie Wire Show. Pop us an email. Visit themoviewire.com. We will be back this weekend with some normal movie reviews, including movies to stream that are Oscar nominated this year. Oscars coming up this month, so be prepared on some of the movies that we'll be reviewing on this show. I hope you enjoyed the show, and until then, we'll see you at the movies this weekend. A verdict has been made on this episode of The Movie Wire by your host, Justin Hansen. He thanks you for listening to the show. You can follow Justin on Instagram and Twitter at MovieWireShow or visit his website, www.themoviewire.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Until next time, we will see you at the movies.